Most of my other conferences were seven pages long. This one is 26. No, I'm just teasing you. This one is four. So it's going to be quite a bit shorter than what the other conferences were. This is the my sixth conference for you. Six that you have endured, five that you have endured quite patiently already. And then Father, you'll be uh, treated with Father Jenkins given the next four conferences beginning early this afternoon or late this morning. I don't recall what the schedule calls for. Uh, the last conference that I would like to give to you, and I'm honored to give to you, is Perseverance Required in Prayer. Okay, our prayers must first and foremost be humble, and they must be confident. Ask with the intention of receiving. But humility and confidence is not enough to obtain a grace that we cannot merit, one that is required for eternal life, parallel sanctifying grace, and it is the grace of perseverance, final perseverance. The grace of final perseverance is a free gift from God, is obtained no other way than by His gratuity. Individual prayers will obtain for you individual graces, which they ask of God. But unless they are preserving or persevering, they will not obtain final perseverance, which as it is the accumulation of many graces, the grace of perseverance, requires many prayers and requires that we do not cease praying for final perseverance till we draw our last breath. The grace of salvation is not a single grace. It's a chain of graces. All of which are linked with the grace of final perseverance. Now, to this chain of graces there corresponds another chain of prayers. If we, by neglecting to pray, break the chain of our prayers, the chain of graces will also be broken. And as by this necessity we are able to obtain salvation, without the chain of prayer, we're not able to be saved. It's true, as I mentioned to you a few moments ago, we cannot merit final perseverance. The Council of Trent teaches, it cannot be had from any other source but from Him, meaning God, who is able to confirm the man who is standing, that he may stand with perseverance. Nevertheless, St. Augustine, one of the greatest doctors of the Church, says that this great gift of perseverance can in a manner be merited by our prayers. That is, it can be obtained by praying. Maybe we should say it will not be obtained unless we pray. This gift can be obtained by supplication. And the man who prays infallibly obtains it. To obtain it and to save oneself, a persevering and continual prayer is necessary. After baptism, 
Continued prayer is necessary that a man with the use of reason may enter into heaven. Our Lord himself commanded, pray and not faint. Watch therefore, watch ye therefore, praying at all times. We read over and over again the precept of prayer in the Old Testament. St. Paul in the New Testament tells his disciples to pray without intermission, without ceasing. God does indeed wish us to persevere, but he will only give this grace to the man who prays for it perseveringly. Many sinners, by the help of God's grace, become converted and receive pardon. But then, once they have done so, they neglect their prayers and they fall again and they lose everything that they've gained. Don't do it. Don't do it reminds me of a retreat given by Father Roy Randolph 40 years ago to the seminarians. He's talking to St. Peter. He's preaching on St. Peter. And here St. Peter's before the courtyard, the, the little old lady warming himself. Don't do it, Peter. Don't give up on your prayers. Nor is it enough to ask of this grace of perseverance once or ask it a few times. We ought to ask it always, every day till our death, if we wish to obtain it. It must be asked day by day, and that it may be obtained day by day. And he who asks it for one day, and then he will obtain it for the day. But if he doesn't ask it the next day, the next day he will fail. This is the lesson which our Lord wished to teach us in the parable of the man who would not give his loaves of bread to his friends in need. God is anxious to give food to the needy. He actually commands us to ask in need. And he promised to hear each request. God is displeased when we do not ask his assistance. Some of you are fathers, some of you have sons, some of your sons may be approaching teenage years or older. You want them to ask you when they need help. You don't want to see them sink. You want to see them swim. God wishes to give us eternal life. And they're in all graces. But he also wishes that we do not omit to ask for them even to the extent of being troublesome. Cornelius Alapide, a scripture scholar of the early centuries, says God wishes us to be persevering in prayer to the extent of importunity. Well, I scratched my head when I read that word, importunity. What exactly does it mean? I have a computer. I am a country boy, but I can type a little bit. I typed up the thesaurus and I plugged in the word importunity and a whole bunch of different definitions came out. So I kind of put them together, I like short definitions. And I 
understood what they were saying, I think, very clearly. Insistent pestering is the term that I came up with, importunity. God wishes us to ask of him, even to the point of importunity, even though we are insistently pestering him. That's what he likes. Men of the world can't bear insistent pestering. But God not only bears with it, he wishes us to be importunate in praying to him for graces, and especially for the grace of perseverance. St. Gregory says that God wishes us to do him violence by our prayers. For such a violence does not annoy God. This type of violence pleases God. God wills to be called upon. He wills to be forced, in a good sense. He wills to be conquered by importunity. And this violence does not offend him, but appeases him. Everybody, God doesn't need it, but we do. We, we need to be needed. In order to obtain perseverance, we must always recommend ourselves to God. Morning, night, in our meditations, in our Mass, in our communion, but especially in times of temptation. There is nothing easier than to ask God to assist us. There's nothing easier. Many may, a man may say, I cannot fast. He has low blood sugar. I cannot give alms. He has no spare cash. I cannot dig. My back is out of sorts. But every man is able to pray. Every man is able. He, he cannot deny the ability to pray. There is nothing easier than to pray. We do it naturally, especially when we're scared, especially when we fear what's going to happen. St. Jerome says <clears throat> that the more persevering and importunate our prayers are, so much more are they acceptable to God. St. Jerome. St. Jerome was that tremendous intellectual who was commissioned by the Pope to put the Greek, the Hebrew, and Aramaic scriptures into one volume, into one language, the Latin Vulgate, which is the official Bible of the Catholic Church. Scripture tells us, happy is the man who listens to God and watches continually with holy prayers at the gates of his mercy. Our Lord himself says it quite bluntly, quite clearly, quite, quite distinctly. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Cincinnati is a very visible parish. We're in the heart of a little city surrounded by a bigger city. We're right on the street. We often have knocks at the door or the doorbell rings. Quite often it's somebody looking for some help, some assistance. The beggar does not stop begging because he is denied. 
but he will return time and time and time again. God wants us all to be beggars. I'm not telling you to go knock on the rectory door. I'm saying knock on the door of heaven. God wants us to return time and time again. It is said that a man cannot be excused from mortal sin who does not pray when he is in sin or in danger of sin or in danger of death or for a notable time considered a mortal sin to go a month's time without praying to God. One must always pray in time of temptation. So often we don't. We think all handle this and we fail. We have the obligation to ask God's help when we are facing serious temptation. God may delay in granting us final perseverance. I could actually change this and say God does delay in granting us final perseverance. Some people ask, those who simply don't understand God, of course none of us understand God, some ask, since God can give, since God wishes to give the grace of perseverance, why does he not give it to me all at once when I ask for it? Okay, there's a reason for that. God does not grant it all at once. God does delay, first that he may better prove your confidence in him. St. Augustine says that God delays that we may long for him, yearn for him more vehemently. Great gifts should be greatly desired. I don't think too many of you I have these boys coming out to camp every almost every day. Inevitably, they all get to dreaming about their dream cars, their Lamborghinis, their other cars uh, uh, that they'll never see in their life anyway. Uh, but you don't give your 16-year-old the fancy car of their dreams. I hope you don't. You, you cheapen it when you give it to them right away. When the little boys are learning to serve the altar, sometimes moms or dads, why is it my, my boy knows all of his Latin? Why isn't he learning to be an MC and he's 10 years old? Well, we're going to make that 10 year old wait three or four or five years before he reaches that height of a master of ceremonies. We've seen it over the, I've seen it over the years. You elevate these boys as soon as they intellectually learn something. And they don't have an and they fall away real quickly as they get older from the serving. The, the, the novelty of it wears off. So with anything, you don't give great things cheaply. For good things soon obtained are not held in the same estimation of the, as those which are longed for, which are yearned for, which are looked for, which are anticipated. You have to make your children wait for certain things. God makes us wait for certain things so that we will value them more. God wills not to give quickly that you may learn to have great desire for great things. Things long desired are valued more than things that are given sooner and are cheapened. 
I was sitting on a plane one day and talking to this Protestant and he was explaining to me uh, cheap grace, that's what they call it. Cheap grace, I still don't understand it all today what he says 15 years ago. But they, they, they understand that uh, grace has to be earned. I don't know that they understand that or not. Our Lord delays certain graces that we may not forget Him and that we may not forget them, the graces. If we were already possessed of perseverance and of being saved like the Protestants are, and if we had not a continual need of God's help to persevere, preserve us in His grace and save us, we should soon forget God, St. Alphonsus says. Want, need, want makes the poor keep returning to the houses of the rich. Once you give someone something, which we do in Cincinnati, we try never to turn anyone away. We won't always give them money, but we'll at least give them food or something. Once uh, the poor receives at a house, they'll come back again and again and again. So God to draw us to himself and to see us often at his door in order that he may he wishes to do this in order that he may do a greater good for us and having that desire to do a greater good he delays giving us complete grace of salvation until the hour of death so that we will return to him so that we will knock on his door he gives us the confidence but he also gives, hold, he holds that carrot out. Or when I was a little boy, we read the story about the zookeeper that held the piece of meat on a stick for the lion and would taunt him at times to make him want it more, pull it back from him. It is not because he rejects our prayers that he delays, but it is by his contrivance. Contrivance is not a bad word. He wishes to make us careful and as St. John Chrysostom says, to make us careful and to draw us to him. Okay. Prayer by which we are accustomed to, con to converse with God is no slight bond of love to him. Your prayers mean an awful lot to him. Just a shadow your presence here today means an awful lot to me. The continual reoccurrence to God in prayer binds us more closely to God. And God wishes to continue that conversation between you and He. God wishes us to continue to pray and petition. And we should. We should until we receive what we want, a favorable answer. Always our petitions and our prayers are left to correspond with God's holy will. Do not leave off until you get. It's not exactly the way you should end a sentence. That's what I tell my students. I, I try to be nice to them. I know I'm crusty at times. I try to be nice to them. When, they, when I see that they've studied, uh, I'll let them mark one off on their test. 
Inevitably, a boy raises his hand. Father, can we mark one off? Inevitably, it's a boy. And I'll ask, well, how many of you studied 20 minutes last night for this test, or 30 minutes? And if everybody raises their hands, I say yes. And then I say, if you don't ask, you don't get. You don't ask, you don't get. Eight of you are in a new building this year. It was our hopes that it would be there last year. It wasn't. We didn't expect it to be there, but it was our hopes. That building would not be there if we didn't ask. We sent out 160 letters letting people know of a need. And generous people responded. Generous people responded. It cost us $165,000 to build that building. $165,000 we did not have. Through those letters, through people's generosity, we collected 160,000. So we, we were only down 5,000 when all was said and done. You don't ask, you don't get. I tell that to the kids. Don't leave off on your prayers to God. Pastor him, petition him. St. John Chrysostom says, the man who resolves never to leave off praying until he is saved, is most certainly to be saved. And St. Paul teaches us that many run for the prize, but only he who runs will win. He has to continue war running. Everybody can win with God. There's not just one prize for everybody. There's a single prize, an individual prize for each of us. It's not enough for salvation simply to pray. But we must pray always that we may come to receive a crown which God has promised. But promises only to those who are constant and consistent in their prayers. So if we wish to be saved, we must do as David did, who I have down here always, and it kind of bothers me because he didn't always keep his eyes on God. He looked away from God for a while. But who always kept his eyes turned on God when he saw how he had displeased our Lord. David implored God's aid against his enemies. And God delivered him over all of his enemies. Some of them were multiple times larger, more numerous than his army. As the devil does not cease continually spreading snares to swallow us up, the priest reads every night, he goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. As King David says, and this was, this was startling, what I'm about to say, but certainly gave me a new insight I will pursue after my enemies and I will not turn from them until they are consumed. Until he destroys them all. Then he had, was assured of victory. We must never cease fighting until we see our enemies conquered. That doesn't mean one another. That doesn't mean our fellow parishioners. That means the devil the devils. St. Augustine says, only by prayers and those most persevering as long as the fight lasts 
can victory be had? You remember the story of Moses. Uh, he was told by God if he raised his hands while his men were fighting, they would be victorious. His arms got tired after the battle went on for so long. Some men came, one on each side, and lifted his hands back up, and they, they were victorious. We have to raise our hands. We have to continue fighting until the battle is totally won. And that's not going to be until we breathe our last. Defeat is inevitable for those who leave off praying. We will only be saved if we retain a firm confidence and hope of glory until the end. Shall tribulation or distress or dangers or persecution or the sword separate us from the love of God? None will overcome us when we have the help and love of that God. If we wish not to be forsaken by God, we cannot forsake Him, forsake praying to Him. If we always have petition and prayers, He will certainly assist us always, and He will never allow us to perish. It may seem as though we're going to. One of the most encouraging words I heard this past week, paralleling this in the church, how we are so few, were the words of Francis. He said the great problem that we are having in the progression of the church, meaning the liberal progression, is the traditionalist. He accused you of stopping his progressive policies. What a compliment. What a compliment. That's encouraging. He will certainly always assist us. He will never allow us to perish. He will never allow us to be separated from his love. We must always pray for the grace of perseverance and pray for the spirit of prayer. You have to pray for the relish of the things of God. What a wonderful grace it is to receive from God joy in prayer. If we pray always, we shall certainly obtain from God perseverance and every other gift we could ever desire. Prayer, is, prayer gives us hope, which gives a safe passage into paradise, the words of St. Bede.